Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. By the late 90s, Gwen Shamblin had become a mainstay on the TV talk show circuit. Her extreme religious-based weight loss philosophy was fascinating to people all over America, and she enjoyed a meteoric rise to fame. She used her clout to even found her own church, with churches all over the United States and beyond. However, reports started surfacing of abuse from within her followers and the extreme control Shamblin exerted over them in a cult-like fashion. How did a weight loss guru manage to convince so many people to fall under her control? Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. You know, we're your partners. Wine crime time. We all made it through the uh, Instagram outage from forever ago. I feel stronger for it. (laughs) I know. We emerged on the other (laughs) side. That was a weird day. But, like, nothing for me changed because I was constantly opening and closing Instagram. But this time, it was just for a different purpose. No, yeah, I uh, realized I just went to Facebook to make fun of people I went to high school with. So it really just kind of Twitter. Oh, no, Facebook was too. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. And uh, that was a good time. People were Snapchatting me for the first time in a minute, too. It felt very weird. That is weird. That's a little desperate, I will say. (laughs) I was unsoothed by it. I was unsoothed by it. And it's also kind of interesting because, well, Instagram was crazy this week, but also like cases and stuff being talked about this week are weird. So it's kind of, this is almost giving me hybrid episode vibes because it's like, I don't want to call the second half of this an update because we're unpacking a woman, but like we're all watching at the same time. But there was a bigger reveal that kind of just came through this week. Maybe, Sarah. About the the cult? No, about. The Zodiac The Zodiac killer. killer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So and it makes sense that Mercury is in retrograde while Zodiac Killer may be being found. Which, there we go. I mean, oh my God, we cracked it wide open. You never know. <laughs> my God, it's so true. Yeah. So I feel like if you all saw headlines and we posted about it on Instagram, not another true crime, that um, the Zodiac Killer has been identified. Now, this is like slightly misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, 
don't get too excited, but there is a, I guess, a lead perhaps. It's sort so. of giving me when someone is on the, after a third date, they're like, I found the one. And I'm like, ah! like, I'll have the, I have the confetti and the champagne ready, <laughs> but I also have it in the freezer to continue chilling. You know what I mean? Or not in the, that in the freezer, but no. <laughs> it's like every bald guy who looked like Brian Laundry. Just kidding. Yeah, no, truly. Quiet. I can't believe that they still have not found him. Uh, it's actually really it's kind of depressing how how like plugged in everybody seemed to be. And now it's really dropped off like the attention has completely waned. Really shows just how the course of public uh, like opinion and consumption attention. attention yeah. yeah. It's kind of nuts. Um, but so the Zodiac killer, basically, the update came from this team of investigators called the Case Breakers, which like I want to join. That I'm, sounds cool. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. The Case Breakers. Yeah. So they're comprised of 40 former law enforcement officers, and they've been kind of like working on this case. I think they also have examined D.B. Cooper and some other cold cases. So on Wednesday, they came forward saying they identified who they think is the Zodiac killer or rather was because they believe it was a man by the name of Gary Francis Post who died in 2018. So they say they examined forensics and photos in Post's dark room. And look, I'm going to say it. Anybody who has a dark room, I'm I'm already suspicious because <clears throat> I want to be like, did you just not pay your electric bill? Or is this actually like you have a place where you're dipping photos in there? Old that's what I, that's what they did. But I'm like, why do you? Have, I don't know. And also, how is you guys know about iPhones? <laughs> <laughs> I know dark rooms just give me major like high school energy. And I'm just like, why? Where, how do you just have this randomly chilling in your basement? That is so true. Yeah. And how do you have the room? Oh, brag. <laughs> that's how you know. Oh, seriously. Oh, you have an extra bathroom? Wow. <laughs> That's you know, they're not in the New York area. So true. But so they examine these photos. They also say they found scars on Post's forehead that match scars on the sketch of the Zodiac. Now, listen, I've looked at that sketch a million times. It's saved on my phone. Those look like forehead wrinkles to me. That, okay. I feel you. I'm with you on that. Right? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, maybe they were supposed to be scars, but it's like that's any of us past the age of 25. Your skin stops making oh, collagen. Yeah. And also all I can think of right now is that song. And these scars remind. I like, you know what I mean? I'm really back in 2006 today, guys. I don't know the what past to tell is you. Real. The past is real. <laughs> the past is real. And the past, I guess, is coming back. Honestly. To sort of haunt us. But I know I was not so that part didn't totally, totally convince me the, the forehead moment. No, the forehead moment didn't. They also say that they deciphered letters that reveal him as the killer. Like it has something to do with anagrams. And basically you had to already like know his name. It's kind of like it's kind of like Jeopardy where like they give you a clue in the question, but you have to know or in the answer, but you have to know what it is already. Um, but like you had to know his name in order to decipher the anagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They didn't really like provide an example. No, It's very um, like be sure to drink your Ovaltine. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Uh, a Christmas story? When oh, I've he never does seen the... it. I mean, okay. Well, I know. Well, the way we were in a Christmas story, I can't wait for our double feature with me or hey, watching my yes. favorite movies. My favorite movies. Oh, my God. That's amazing. But so then in addition, I, I think they kind of like tracked his whereabouts. Um, you know, he was in California. They also believe that he killed a woman named Sherry Jo Bates, on October 31st, 1966 in Riverside, California, which was two years before the first official Zodiac killing, 
So Bates was found dead in an alleyway on Riverside City College campus. And in a year later, in 1967, police got a handwritten letter that led them to believe Sherry was killed by the Zodiac killer. But it was all kind of a hoax. Um, In 2016, investigators got an anonymous typed letter from the person who says they wrote that first letter and just saying that it was a joke. And and they said Mm -hmm. they weren't the Zodiac killer. They didn't kill a Sherry Joe like they just wanted attention. I don't know. And. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer has never been officially linked to Bates' murder. Um, And basically, like, this is just this group's theory. Um, The Riverside Police Department Homicide Cold Case Unit told Fox News, our Homicide Cold Case Unit has determined the murder of Sherry Jo Bates in 1966 is not related to the Zodiac Killer, adding the Sherry Jo Bates case remains an open investigation and we do not have any details to release at this time. So... They're just kind of like, who? No, it's a lot of that. (laughs) Yeah. And also in 2020, I don't know if you guys remember this. There was another update in the Zodiac killer case. A team of code breakers uh, basically decoded one of his ciphers, which read, I hope you are having lots of fun in trying to catch me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me. Okay. Bizarre. I'm. I'm just like. I don't see how that really helps us. We no. know the guy's a like a sadist. That's exactly. We do, we get nothing no from that besides the fact that I know there's other types of breakers besides case breakers. What happened to icebreakers? Right? <laughs> icebreakers. I'm talking about the gum that the Duff sisters promoted together once. <laughs> it's like it's it's still kicking in your grocery store aisles. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it is. But so the San Francisco Police Department says it can't speak about the Gary Post theory because it can't comment on an active investigation. Um, the case breakers also spoke to some witnesses, one of whom a man by the name of Hans Smith said that he spent a decade basically hiding a whistleblower who claimed to have escaped a criminal posse that Post was in charge of. And honestly, I don't. I wish I had more information than this because it sounds really convoluted, but I, the, the truth of the matter is I simply don't like I got big sons of Sam energy from this. Mm. Like this guy was a ringleader of this honestly like criminal enterprise, I suppose, allegedly. Um, and so this whistleblower like said that he watched Gary bury murder weapons in the woods. And then this other woman who was in a common law marriage with his son said that she was like harassed by this posse but like and i'm curious about the posse <laughs> I'm, cl- I'm curious about the posse i'm like so is it many zodiac killers i mean it could be that would be very annoying to me yeah. but it could be that would be annoying so i don't know it could be this guy he could be dead and i saw this tweet that was just <laughs> like if this guy only died in 2018 like think of what he saw like they were like who did he vote for in the 2016 election and like other ridiculous things I mean, that would be very, yeah. <laughs> like, what did he think of skirts over jeans? Oh, God. Yeah. Has he watched Squid Game yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I no, because he died oh, in 2018. But, but, well, but you Squid never Game know. came out in 20. Well, it was created in 2010. But it just right. never saw the light of day. So who knows? Imagine Maybe. he's just like somehow a filmmaker and like. <laughs> I don't know. Did he see the movie Zodiac? The only thing that would make sense is if somehow he or they were an executive producer of Squid Game. I just would be like that. That tracks to the way this world is going. 
I want him to be like a consultant on Zodiac. That would have fucked me. Oh my god, that'd be that'd really be so crazy. Okay. He saw it in the theaters and was like, "Can you get a load of this?" Like, <laughs> like you had me played by who? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. That's all the updates for that. But another, I don't want to say Kate. Another person who is really taking the public by storm this i feel like storm isn't the perfect word to use for that but is in leading the cultural conversation as of right now like well she's from beyond the grave she oh she's dead too she that's i mean yeah that's in the that's second the segment yeah she's dead too we are of course talking about gwen shamblin lara who is part of the, or who's the focal point of the new HBO documentary or the miniseries, The Way Down, God, Greet. Why did I say grit? I said like grits. It's I'm, a tongue twister. It really it's is. Like... Red leather, yellow leather. God, Literally. Greed, and the cult of Gwen Shamblin. I have to say, this makes no sense. And this is going to make me sound stupid. So why am I saying it? But seeing Gwen Shamblin, Lara, like my brain always goes to Shangri-La and I'm like, why does it do that? And what is his name? It's oh, very, I feel I, like really that's, that's part yeah. of her cult of personality is like she has this name that conjures up this like <laughs> this other worldly reference. I know she well, she that's <laughs> kind of her entire being is just otherworldly. You know what yeah. they say? The higher the hair, the more cult secrets you can just put in it. <laughs> that and the closer to Jesus. Everybody's been saying that in our DMs, which oh. like I agree, but also but not for it is really kind of sad to watch someone who like it, started off as like a very nice, like or like cute, like normal looking woman, and then just like become this skeletor with huge hair. I know and also like, just kind and of comical and bad lip liner that didn't match. Oh, none of Yikes. it. None of it matched. And then Yikes. also like saying stuff that I'm like, do you know what you're saying? <clears throat> Makes no sense. I know. So I didn't get that. And also, wait, Sarah, I don't know if you knew this because I know when we first talked about this <clears throat> documentary just to each other, we were like, they are. Te- why, why is there a tease of three episodes and then two episodes next year? I thought they were just doing that as a. Me too. As a like um, teaser thing. But it's because, as spoiler, well, not really a spoiler because this segment is called She's Dead Too. Uh, <laughs> what happened was a lot of people didn't come forward when they were first doing the documentary because the documentary was going to be coming out with her living. But she. I think it was supposed to come out like right after she died. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because that, so that's what happened. It was going to be coming out kind of at this, like around this similar time in this year. But she uh, passed away this year unexpectedly. So what happened was a lot of people are now coming forward with more stories, kind of not being in fear of pushback from her or just kind of ramification from the church or anything like that. Now they feel a little bit more freer to uh, share them. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, I remember when she she and her husband and some other people like died in this plane crash. And I remember like people messaging it to us at the time. And I was like, what's this? Who's this? Like, what's her hair? And I was just like, I can't with this right now. But um but now with the documentary coming out, it's all just like, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. And and this is like really creepy and weird. It, very, very weird. And also I was like, this is also one. Um, I didn't know about this case at all or like this woman at all. I didn't know about it either. And like for her to be have, allegedly have been such a sensation in like the diet world is uh, oh, well, interesting because I'm like, I didn't hear about that. I don't think my, at least my, I know I, I know why my mom never did this diet is because well, we can, are Jewish. Can we say so. that, that's the biggest at all because I was someone I have grown up. I have Googled every diet. 
I am always, yeah, I'm right? always dieting. Girl, be checking out Slim Fast. I'm on WW. I'm shocked I did not stumble on the way down. I, I am honestly, yeah. genuinely shocked that I was not kind of just saying like, and I prayed and now these jeans, I don't wear anymore because that's what so many people were just bringing their old jeans. And I'm like, this is a, this is a weird moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about the actual diet. We could have a diet yes. search tomorrow crossover, oh, but honest- like. They honestly should do an episode on that because this is truly peak toxic diet culture. Because parts of it, like initially I'm like, yeah, some of that is fine advice that I've heard before. And then, but it gets to a point where it's like, oh, this is just like anorexia Jesus. Like what even is this? Which by the way, is that, if that's not a Lana Del Rey song, (laughs) it needs to be now. My God, I'll write her. Okay, so a little bit just in case you guys are like, we don't know who that F you guys are talking about. So this, Gwen was born February 18th in 1955 in Memphis, Tennessee. I do love Memphis. Shout out to anybody listening in Memphis. I have visited there a few times. Uh, She went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville for a degree in dietics. Uh, I'm so bad. I think it's pronounced that. Yeah. It's studying diets. I didn't know that was a degree. (laughs) I did not know either. Well, I, I think back then that really tracks for a disease because I feel like now it's kind of just more lumped in with like biology and things like that. I mean, yeah, it seems like now you have. Or like a physical therapy or like health health sciences. You can be like a registered dietitian. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So she became a and like, like Sarah said, she became a registered dietitian after this. There we go. Worked for, uh, but here's the, here's the gag. Like she worked for the Tennessee department of health for five years. So she was putting her degree to work and all this stuff. But what happened while she was in college and a little bit at this time is that she did struggle a lot with her weight, which I feel like, I mean, I'm not Freud, but it is interesting that someone who struggled with their weight is studying this. I, I feel you, if I, there was a diet class that I could have taken, I would have definitely uh, done that. Uh, but this is sort of what caused her to get so, so, so into diet culture and kind of like the world around it. Mm-hmm. It was also like what the nineties, 80s. Yeah, oh. that's like that's peak diet culture right there. It's everybody just like, and it's like when you would do like strap like an like uh, this burning hot metal around your body yes. to like burn abs and stuff like that. The craziest <laughs> shit. That's like, and if you think cool sculpting's fucking crazy, imagine they what they did in lieu of cool sculpting back in the eighties. Like it's really insane. So it's nuts. <clears throat> yeah. So she sort of kind of started this whole world through this and community after becoming like a diet expert diet pro and she started it with this thing called this program called the way down and way is spelled w-e-i-g-h the doy as she would claim it yes but the documentary is w-a-y so just keep that in mind when you're doing your little search bar when you're searching yeah when you're searching for it hopefully i always just do um voice search for my apple tv Ooh, that's real. I'm like toiling away doing one letter at a time. I don't have the time for that. My hands like, are... Right, t- right, 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 right. <laughs> e. <laughs> You're like playing Squid Game. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. So she started this <laughs> workshop and it built a following because, I mean, and here's also the thing though. I, again, tempted me even when I was reading it, even though I know it's a flaw because it was kind of this thing where it was both like nothing nothing new in terms of like groundbreaking science behind it. But then also the only newness came from the faith elements of it. Yeah.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, so basically it was a faith-based weight loss program um, and it was started in 1986. And I mean, here's the thing. It sounds like everybody's dream diet, right? Because there's no food restrictions, no exercise requirements, no calorie counting. In fact, according to this like old ass article from 1996, uh, don't come for me, anybody. Um, (laughs) I'm like, don't. Um, I know what I said there, but she actually they wouldn't even encourage exercise. They would say, like, you should only really exercise if you want to. And if it's like bringing you joy, but you should really just focus on like getting in touch with your body. The only squat you should do is when you squat down to your knees to pray, like truly pretty much. (laughs) Oh, my God. That gave me big Lula rich energy. Oh, 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 because I feel like Deanne said something very similar. These ladies would have gotten along. They oh, they would have they would have uh, worn those leggings around town, (laughs) not counting any calories. But also it's a thing, too, where I feel well, it's actually interesting you say that, too, because I feel they did have overarching this cult gave me an MLM mindset because it's the way it mm. presented itself did come for it. It lended itself to the same people who would be susceptible to an MLM because it's like, are you busy with work and your kids and stuff like that? You don't really have time to do other stuff. And just like, and like where MLM would be like, here's a side hustle. You could make some extra money. Here's this really, really easy diet plan that you can do. And it just is no That's real true. lifestyle change that would have people that are also looking for a sense of a community because they have the church element that did kind of lend itself to being a a grouping with that. Yeah, I think that's true. Also, anyone who has bought into a weight loss MLM would be like 100% like the Venn diagram is a circle Mm -hmm. because it's the same people who it's like, oh, do you want like a quick weight loss fix? And it's like, sure, you're going to drink this pink drink every day and what's in it we don't know we, um oh we can't tell you but. no one knows yeah you're like is, is this what, what does it do it probably just makes you poop but yeah <laughs> nine times out of ten seriously i think that's the thing with like most of these like diet pills like drinks the tea and everything i think best case scenario does nothing worst case scenario i think it's like making you shit your brains out or like giving you heart palpitations or something. Again, it's like the fucking case case breakers. You need a you need a separate room and two bathrooms to do these <laughs> diets correctly. You can't do these in New York City apartments. Oh my god! Seriously, but so um, Gwen wrote about this program in in 1997. She wrote a book called The Way Down Diet, and she writes. What I do in this program is teach people how to stop bowing down to the refrigerator and how and how to bow back down to him, him with a capital H, because she's oh. talking about God. Church preach. And what shocked me uh, in the doc is that I'm like, this wasn't the only book that was like pairing diet with faith. Do you know what I mean? I because I really have never I mean, heard this as a large parallel or like a combo thing before, a combo meal, if you will. <laughs> I guess that's true. Like, yeah, I feel like religion and, and thinness don't 
you don't seem to need to mix for any real it, reason. It doesn't. But she had really interesting theories about how thinness does come into play with religion. Well, I mean, have you seen a crucifix? Jesus I, was ripped. I mean, oh, if you try to uh, stigmata, if like, I, I like, aioli would come out of my hands. You know what I mean? It would not be blood at first. It would be chipotle so aioli. Funny. And I would just be like, so well, 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 God, here I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. But so basically, like Gwen would say, if people would lose weight and then gain weight is because they weren't listening to God slash her and i don't know this is like super fucking problematic because like she straight up believed if you're thin you are right with god child (laughs) (laughs) like what yeah i'm like doesn't she know magazines just subtly say that (laughs) yeah seriously it's it's kind of almost bizarre to me to like have uh a church be so fixated on like someone's weight and how they look. Um, I don't know. Isn't the whole thing that you're all created in God's image and everybody should be happy and whatnot. But I mean, well, I know it doesn't work that way in practice, especially with cults. Exactly. They're hyper focused on appearance. And what's so hard about this too, is that the ideology that like, cause it's like, obviously so many people like you obviously know, like religion gets passed down from their parents, to the kids, but now a fucking diet religion does where it's like, yeah, the parents are saying, cause that comes into play so much with the parents where it's like, Oh yeah. They are, how to react to your kids, how to, and if you think thin means they're closer to God, he's fucking starving your kids. They do a lot more with their kids, which we can get into later, but it just adds a lot more to the levels. Yeah, really. It's, it's really disturbing. Um, and basically if people fluctuated weight or if they didn't lose weight, they were not in God's good graces. So, you know, they're on the way down. I mean, Ah. I did appreciate that pun of hers. It's a good, it's a good one, honestly. So, you know, hats off. That's a yeah, massive degree. And I feel like part of the diet too was like part of it made sense. Like some of the articles were just like instead of snacking, like drink a glass of water before your meal mm-hmm. and like learn your hunger signals and wait until you're actually hungry to like eat, which is like I think that's kind of what intuitive eating <clears throat> is. And then yeah. it's like, oh, but if you're if you want something, just eat it. And like, don't worry about if it's bad for you. Don't eat diet foods like don't. And, and the 90s were big on this, like no fat, low fat craze. Oh, God. It's the, just meant that they pumped it full of like fake shit. And also like the fucking Atkins diet where you're just mainlining burgers. <laughs> right. Like burgers in between bacon. Oh, <laughs> it's like essentially it was baby keto. <laughs> it was. And then. What was another thing that they talked about in the diet? Um, oh, it was like, if you have a bunch of things on your plate, like eat the thing that you like the most first. Yeah. So then you don't fill up on the stuff that you don't like as much and you want to save your last thing to the end. Like, I don't know. I think this is all like diet advice, good, like, or not diet advice, but like, this is all like fine advice for like intuitive eating and stuff. In my opinion, I'm not like an expert, but no, I know what you it mean. Just, it's it's advice that comes from a like, there are factual things to back up or reasonings to back that up in a way that actually could be right. beneficial. And cause there's also points too, where it's like, um, I feel sometimes, and I don't mean also like I, we grew up, I grew up at the time where I would read myself a Cosmo and a 17 and maybe this could be me being brainwashed, but when they would be like, Oh, if you think you're maybe hungry, but you just ate, you might not be hungry. You might be bored. Like go walk or go read a book or something like that. That's kind of what she would say sometimes with the prank. Who knows if that's actually, I could be brainwashed too. I know it's (laughs) technically true, but honestly, I'm thinking about eating constantly. So, oh, you you don't, that's it. 
I won't read a book. I'm just going to eat a snack. I don't care. The way I was eating until this Zoom started and I'm shocked if same because I, I literally love, had a cookie like right before because I love our listeners. I'm not going to eat on mic, but it's <laughs> the, 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 the wish. The thought is there. We do it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but so then like Gwen kind of would always say she was under God's authority. And I think because she was married to a member of the clergy. Joe Lara. Oh, no, that, that was the actor later on. Joe Lara. Yeah. yeah Joe Lara. Her first husband, what I think was a member of the clergy. So I think that was how this whole church thing got started. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting. So it kind of what situated is that obviously this was picking up a lot a like wildfire. A lot of people are getting into it and you could tell, I feel it's almost like all so many like cults or just things like that where it's like, Oh my God, we're just all this. Like we're just here together. We're all bonding. We're all doing it, but it's a business. And that is mm-hmm. what they don't show you uh, outwardly. But uh, one uh, article that what the, sorry, the article you sent me that was super interesting was this woman who started to work for Gwen because she started working for her because she just, believed in it, believed in the message, believed in everything. She realized that she was like, oh, this is like this quote unquote ministry that I thought I was joining was most definitely a business that was most definitely pushing products. Like just trying to get yeah, to consumers. Yeah, people would call up and then she'd be like, well, have you bought our new book? Yeah, that's like, oh, I just want to pray. And she'd be like, doesn't matter if yes. they call every day or not. You had to tell them like, oh, there's this new... Uh, CD out where Gwen speaks to you or this new DVD or something like that. So just really kind Mm -hmm. of like trying to not brainwash, but just force people like these are the only options you could do. And also if you want to, in a, in a not so subtle way, but in a way being like, if you want to continue on this ride, you got to start buying because that's, that's how you can connect and everything like that. And then at the same time, like she was going on Larry King and all this stuff and doing like press tours. And and she was saying, oh, well, half the money goes to the church and half the money goes back into uh, the way down. And so and the press was like, so you mean to say that you take zero money? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And they were like, well, what about this like million dollar or even more expensive like house that you just bought? And like she would just lie and then just like not address her lies no exactly yeah she's like the government gets it then the church gets it and then i'm left the government with that's what it was and yeah. it's like first of all the government doesn't take half like relax no. and, or, or unless you're paying them off i'm like baby girl what is going on here but yeah and that's and that's the thing like she had a very extravagant i'm like you're too rich for the government to take half your money in taxes you're not paying that much taxes <laughs> you're like girl no you get the best break of all all so it just kept on growing which was so interesting and it, it is funny too that it's like this word travels fast and it does because they also did they would have these retreats and things set up where people would show weight loss like they would show like Mm -hmm. that they said that it was very uh like useful and help them out like there would be people like holding up pants that they lost 100 pounds and now they're like the pants are double the size of them everything like that and it took it to an even more level a higher level like during the 90s when she uh started a 12-week seminar guided by her with the Bellevue Baptist Church and uh, the program got popular. And the program also started to spiral outside of the U.S., which I kind of was like, how is it? I guess that's mass publication. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. that is the influence of Christianity, yeah. I guess. I guess that, I mean, I guess that is how yeah. uh, churches spread, <laughs> religion spread. 
Yeah. They would just use, um, instead of, I guess you can't really use art history paintings anymore. So they would just use um, workout DVDs. Uh, so it burst out of Tennessee and reportedly moved to Europe. So also at this point, 600 churches in 35 states in the mid 90s were doing her program. Cut to Eesh. one year later, double that. It was about seven, or uh, it was about like, um, uh, I think like 46 states with a thousand churches participating. Oh my God, that's almost every state. That's almost, literally almost every state. That is scary. You, I think like Pre-Amanger does not even have that power. <laughs> <laughs> so by 1998, Way Down Workshops hosted more than 21,000 classes and had over 250,000 active members. Sheesh. That's a lot of people. So that... That is wild. And that's when the program started to get super successful. She got a little cocky with Christ and opened up her own damn church. <laughs> so she founded the Remnant Fellowship Church in 1999, was based in Brentwood, Tennessee. And she says that people doing, uh, like, also, it's like she would be like, if you start to go to other churches and not mine, you'll probably gain your weight back. I don't know if it's because they use, like, donuts for the Eucharist or something like that. <laughs> but that yeah, was, that was her like, claim. I'm like, point me to that church. Honestly, I'm hit converting. me up with that. Yeah, so then she made her own freaking church. Probably because she's paying too much in taxes. Can I tell you something? What? Probably. That's actually... Probably. <laughs> that actually is the most genius tax write-off. And what's probably. crazy, too, is whenever somebody tried to... Uh, not diminish, but poke holes or try to bring this down, nothing would bring it down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. The hair would get bigger and it was fortifying the church and it would I, get bigger with her lies. Like, I don't know. And you know, what's really interesting. Cause I was wondering this while I was watching. I'm like, how, cause almost, I mean, obviously not every single cult is known, but cults that with two over 250 and like that was in 98. So by now I'm sure a lot of people still, uh, like, how was it not so known and going under the radar? Because you have, like, people calling out all these other cults that are bad and everything like that. And I wonder if it's because it's, like, she played the game where it's, like, no one died. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, she wasn't, like, forcing any, like, doing anything extra, but just kind of, like, manipulating. Because I feel her end goal was power and just kind of, like, the notoriety of it while getting everyone's money. Yeah, I mean, what I don't get is... Most cults, like you have to be physically isolated because if you come into contact with other people who are not in the cult, they're going to make you question everything that you're being told. So, I mean, but this was like, you know, a church, like you could come and you can go. I feel, well, that's also, I think the very interesting thing about it. It was so integrated into their daily life, but it wasn't their every day. Like it wasn't people would still like go to work, go to school and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. Which is what's weird to me. I know. And I guess it's just one of those things people like, you just like, Oh, you go to that church. I go to this church. And they're just going to be like, I don't know why I would be like, um, we, we don't do any of that at our church. We're not, we're not holding up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there was also some dark stuff like going on in the church too. There was, Definitely some darkness and kind of like what we touched on where there were a lot of um, topics with like how to raise kids, how to treat kids. And I feel like always comes up in our cult discussions. Like I feel like cults and child abuse tend to go hand in hand. They really do. Because I think it's just a thing where it's like the control and manipulation of power. And I always wonder too, if it's like the leaders want to make sure 
your unconditional love for your kid will never triumph your love for me or your mm. need. Yeah, of I can me. see that. Yeah. So basically, like in the in the documentary in the way down, um, they talk about basically like how they would discipline children. And in the documentary, ex-members allege a culture where parents were told to hit their misbehaving children with glue sticks and belts like the glue sticks. I was either long glue sticks, but I was still really uh, confused about that. I was. Yeah, I was confused, too. And I also was just like, what, like, why are you? Why is a church telling people to hit kids? Like, I don't it know. just really is so bananas. I mean, to to the remnant church's credit, like. They posted on their site that all of the claims in the documentary are false and defamatory and they, you know, tell everybody to love kids and they would never blah, blah, blah. So they would never. That's I feel right. they, just- they would never do that, of course. But basically, they ended up in the news. This was uh, in 2003 because. Mm-hmm. These two parents were convicted of killing their eight-year-old son, and it was Joseph and Sonia Smith who were members of the church. They basically were convicted of beating their son, Joseph. They locked him in a wooden box um, and confined him to a closet for hours at a time. He, yes, he died in October 2003 via a blow to the head, but he was also covered in bruises. The church maintains that he died as a result of an infection related to eczema. You know, you know how common the death via eczema is. Right. Um, but he, when he was asked, his, the dad said that he did hit the boy four or five times and he needed to discipline Joseph because he was a soldier of the devil and carved death threats on the walls. Which uh, not a reason to I, like it, it, you can, he probably was just drawing with Crayola on the wall. You know what I mean? He's a fucking kid. Yeah, I mean, well, what was interesting was that they had. OK, this is crazy because I was watching this in the documentary and I had deja vu because they did this exact story in a Law and Order episode. Really? You know, law, yes, you know, Law and Order always comes through. Oh, with the uh, with the rip from the headlines. It was seriously. I was like, I literally watched this episode. Um, But the parents were, I think, foster parents and they had, I think, adopted one boy before who also died in their custody. And then this was this. I believe he was the second. And I think they talked about this in the documentary. Um, But so Joseph's parents said that he passed out and never regained consciousness after the family gathered in the kitchen for a prayer session with the church online. Like, sure. Which I didn't even know that they had Uh, online churches in 2003. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like they were ahead of the time, I guess. Um, But. Authorities raided the church. Um, The police were never really able to build a solid connection between the church and Joseph's death. So the church wasn't really punished in that regard. Um, But the parents were they, you know, were charged with murder in Georgia. Um, This this I thought was actually pretty weird. I read about it a few times. The trial, I think, took place or the closing arguments maybe were like what would have been Joseph's 12th birthday. And the prosecutor saying happy birthday to him. That's just like very. I think that's weird. I'm like. I guess it's like to tug on the heartstrings, but it really it is, is just yeah, like, like uh, that's fucking manipulative and a little bit slimy, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. But in any case, I mean, the parents, again, maintain their innocence. They appealed. It was shot down, but they were convicted 
on March 27, 2007, they were sentenced to life plus 30 years in prison, which is the maximum punishment. And like I said, on their website, also, you can go, which is so funny. There's also there's this whole section of their response on the documentary. Um, Part of it is about the child abuse, which they absolutely don't do, would never encourage. And then part of it is about the Smiths, who they maintain are innocent. And I think if you want to learn more, you can go to a website called something like the Smiths are innocent dot com. Yeah, if you feel, just, if you just feel go like to the Remnant Church's website and you'll find it all. And I don't know, I, I guess almost to the church's credit, like they did fund their le- or they tried to fund their legal appeals and like do fundraising for the family. Yeah. Oh, my favorite is even the, the couple's lawyer was, was like, why do they? What? I actually I know because from other anecdotes from former members, um, when people would get in trouble or leave the church or find themselves in vulnerable situations, the church would or Gwen, honestly, would just be really like vindictive. Like one woman had a, a sort of like nervous breakdown and she ended up in the hospital or mm-hmm. a psychiatric hospital. She called Gwen, I guess, to try to get her out of there. And they were just like, you're going to run hell. I know. I wonder if it almost was kind of like a, they were doing it from a PR standpoint to be like, well, we're the church. We just love, you know, we love all of our people. Type of stuff or like they that. didn't want, they didn't to want talk. to be like associated with the death. Very true. And uh, just to let you all know, uh, Joseph and Sonia are still in jail. Uh, But kind of, yeah, so I mean, it is a very interesting, weird ending for the cult and everything like that, because this documentary obviously came out this month. The second part's going to come out in the early 2022. But I mean... Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Because that's going to be all these people more coming forward and stuff like that too, which will be very fascinating. So I'm excited to do a part two of this one. But Gwen, her story, it's already is over because she, on May 29th of this year, she died at the age of 66. Uh, she was in a small plane crash, like a private plane with her husband, actor Joe Lara, and other church leaders. Someone reported saying that the plane literally like just nosedived down straight shoot. People were, I think right after it took off, right after it it was on the ground, there was just no, and there was a few other people on the flight and it's, it was kind of, I mean, I guess that you have to address it. It was like, because it was the first kickoff of the documentary too. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they were like trying to get her to talk. Yeah. It didn't seem like they were like trying that hard. Like they were writing letters, but they also, they knew that nobody from the church was going to agree to sit down with them. And that seems like a, a, a good assumption. Like, you know, no, exactly. Yeah. But I guess that is, that's changing now apparently. So we'll see who does end up coming forward. Right. I think they're getting like more members, but yeah. I, I, they're not going to get any behind. Like, them. I don't think the kids or whoever, like anybody high, high up now, I yeah, doubt I so. to respond now, but I, but I don't know. I mean, there was so much too, like with the, um, the woman who had a kid with Joe who was like fighting for the custody battle. Oh, like, yeah, that's it's, it's th- wild. There were a lot of um, like sad shook stories from it where I just feel like this yeah. really, this cult really. And I mean, it's almost that <clears throat> thing too, because you were saying, and we were talking about how like they were, it was a cult that they were really also in their everyday life, but you can kind of see the ramifications of that. Is that like, so many additional people's lives were kind of like messed up or like kind of like, Oh yeah. So many kids were like fucked up. Yeah. Um, that like a lot, like, I don't know. There were a lot of like 
just mental health problems Mm -hmm. and like among like pretty young children who should be having like a carefree childhood, you know? Yeah, it's hard. Yikes, fucked up. It's so weird because like, I don't know, this weird anorexia diet is like problematic enough. And then they made it more problematic by making it a like psycho cult. A a, a psycho cult like that obsessed your everyday life and also took something like religion that people would run to and cling to or use for understanding of themselves, understanding the world and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And then taking it and manipulating it to control them. So weird. But what's not weird? Well, we don't know. Actually, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's Jorge's game. Hey, friends. Hey, hey. Hello. So, as you both covered today, Gwen Shamblin had hair that seemed to defy the laws Mm -hmm. of physics, truly. So today, we're going to play a game called Big Hair Don't Care. Ooh. (laughs) Love it. Love it. I thought it was going to be about physics, and I was like, fuck. I I thought it was going to be about diets, so I'm glad. (laughs) So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to secretly pick a celebrity that is known for their iconic hair or had like a very recognizable hairstyle. And you will both ask me questions to try to find out what my identity is. All right. Oh, okay. It's like, okay. So it's like 20 questions, yes or no yes. questions, um, but there's no turns. So oh. if you think of a question, ask it, and the first person to figure out who I am will get the point. Ooh. Okay. okay. All right. I have my first person. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Are you male or female? Female. Are you a TV star? No. Does it have to be yes or no questions? I think so. Y- yeah. But like okay. this or that also works. Okay. No, Are you a singer? Not a singer. Hmm. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Are you um are you a movie star? Not a movie star. Oh, are you a cleaning product? No. Wait, that's Mr. Clean. He's bald. Um oh are you a are you an animated character? Not animated. Are you a fictional character? Not fictional. Real. Do you exist? Okay, I'm confused. Um, so you're not an actor. You're not a singer. Are you American? I am not American. Okay. I'll give you a little hint. I am British. Mm. Are you a sports player? <laughs> not a sports player. <laughs> I don't even know what that word is. Um, are you a politician? Player. Not a politician, but you could say that Maybe you could consider me part of the state. I feel like we're out of types of public figures. I'm not going to lie. You're part of the state. Um, The state. Are you alive currently? I am dead. Wait, uh, Mm. did you die in the 20th century? Yes. In the 1900s. Okay. Wait, and these are people who had weird hair? Iconic hair. Iconic hair. Are you a former, like, monarch? Yes. Which king have, of England had weird hair? Well, in line, in line for monarch. Oh, are you are you a woman? I am. Are you Princess Diana? I am Princess Diana. Yay! Well done, uh-huh. Danny. Hmm. Okay. Uh, your candle blew out long before. 
<laughs> it was like just her birthday or death actually like that. I don't know. I should have yeah oh, sad for her. diana all right danny has a point i have my next celebrity go ahead hmm. are you male i am male okay are you a comedian not a comedian but a lot of people have laughed at me oh okay. oh wait no okay you go with that Mm, okay are you politician not a politician what color is your hair uh blonde hmm. <laughs> like i'm like are you brett michaels this is all i could think of <laughs> oh, oh my god wait are my you my hair um, is kind of similar to brett michaels I are you hulk hogan that. not hulk hogan are you bon jovi not bon jovi god damn it um, rod stewart not rod stewart i am not a performer celebrity okay. oh but people laugh at you. Are you Trump? Not Trump. Damn it. Are you are you a um a business person? You could say that. You could say that. But it was not because of my business that I became famous. It was because of a TV show that I became famous. Are you on The Apprentice? Not The Apprentice. Is the TV show on air still? The first season came out last year and there is a second season. oh tiger joe exotic yes that is correct oh man killing it hey he did run for something that's true. that's true he did <laughs> he run tried. for something that's true that's true and he is a businessman right <laughs> i mean he ran it into the ground but yeah <laughs> All right, next up, and I'll give you a hint to start. I won a Nobel Prize. Well, let me. Let me. Why does my brain want to say Elton John? Because I know that can't be it. <laughs> Did he win a Nobel Prize? I don't know. He could. Oh, he um, should. um, is he it should. is it Einstein? That is correct, Danny. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, Danny's cleaning up. I was just like, who the fuck has it? And then I just only pictured. <laughs> right, right. The iconic <laughs> Einstein hair. Wow. Oh, well done, Danny. All right, just a couple more to go. Um, I'll give you a hint for this one too. I have a famous daughter as well. Are you Are you and your daughter famous for the same thing? No, we are not. Okay. Are you an actress or actor? I am not either of those things. Okay. Are you a singer? Yes. Yes. Musician. Are you male or female? Male. Everybody I'm thinking of is bald. Hmm. I know. I want to say the Sinatra's, but I don't know if Frank Sinatra is like famous for us. I want to say Phil Collins. No one knows. <laughs> is it Steven uh, Tyler? Not Steven oh. Tyler. But uh, come on. You're kind of oh, close. Um, 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 Ozzy Osbourne? Not Ozzy Osbourne. Are, do you uh, do rock music? Rock music. That is, yes, correct. Are you... Are you alive? I am alive. Okay. Are you in a band or are you a solo? Solo. But I play with a band. But, you know, I'm known as myself. Are you Sting? Not Sting. Bruce Springsteen? No. I don't know who his kids are. <laughs> no. Oh, the girl was in the... She did the horse thing in the Olympics. Okay. Um, my daughter is an actress. I feel like I guessed everybody. Is she a well-known actress? Pretty well-known. Yeah. Are you more well-known than her? I am. I am. Yes. But I'm a little bit past my prime. You know? Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does she act in TV? A very famous HBO show she was in that um, also had 
Meryl Streep in it. Mike oh, uh, Lenny Kravitz. That is correct, Danny. Yes. It was Lenny oh, Kravitz. Nice. Oh, his iconic hair. I mean, his iconic Google has pants ripping people. That's your game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more to see if Danny can get the clean sweep. <laughs> I have faith in you. <laughs> faith in you. <laughs> and I will start by saying that I am oh, in God. the world of fashion. Fashion? Fashion. Okay. The way I was, I just know Gap. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, who the fuck has hair? <laughs> Carl Lagerfeld? Oh. That is incorrect. Okay. Are you a model or a designer? Neither. Okay. Are, are you a photographer? Not a photographer. Are you Christian Siriano? That is incorrect. Do you okay. have, is your dis- fashion designer? What's that? <clears throat> are, is it like luxury designer brand? It is not. I am not in, I don't sell fashion articles, but I do kind of sell fashion articles in a sense. <laughs> um, are, so you, are, you, are you mainly famous for fashion? Yes, definitely. Do you do fashion on TV? Not on TV. Movies? A type of media, not movies. Are you an influencer? Not an influencer. Like digital? Are you do 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 do? Is it a fashion podcast? <laughs> it is not a fashion podcast. Okay. Is your brand currently at its peak, or has it since has it peaked before? I would say it's it's been like at the peak for a long time. It's it's very very well established. Remember, I don't sell clothes. Oh yeah, but I do That's... sell articles in a way. Like, so are you a fashion journalist? Getting closer. Are you a fashion columnist? Bigger. A critic? Oh, are you Anna Wintour? That is correct, Danny, yes. with the clean sweep. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> she's not known for her hair. Give me a break. On, no, she is. The bob. Her, the, the iconic bob that she's had for her entire life. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> the way I was like, who runs Gap? <laughs> I'm like, what other jobs in fashion are there besides model and designer? Like, <laughs> you said that I was like, fuck. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, literally your job, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work in fashion. I know, but you're an editor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. If only I could plan the Met Gala, <laughs> we'd have better themes. You guys had your own, you had a meme gala. You guys can, that was you so guys should fun. do another one of that. We should. Well, Danny, you are the winner of Big Hair Don't Care by five points to zero. Wow. Wow. A shutout. A shutout. And the two two people I really thought were going to be named weren't named. Jennifer Anderson and Dolly Parton. Oh, I I thought about Dolly Parton. Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, I guess that that was another good one. That Rachel. Yeah, the Rachel. Right. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. Iconic. 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 Well, thank you, Jorge. This was demoralizing. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's definitely a great time. You'll get him next time. You You probably will. We'll do one about physics next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we can both just answer none. (laughs) Oh, my God. Literally a shout out on both sides. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, thank you guys for listening, too. And uh, if you have thoughts on the documentary, be sure to join Not Another True Crime group because it's popping off over there. Everyone's talking a lot of talk over there, which is a lot of fun. And it is so much fun. So much fun. And you can follow the Instagram account, not another true crime. 
We love it there. Yes. Yeah. You could also follow me on Instagram, Sarah Lameem. And you can follow me at Cashmere Danny Cashmere with a K. And as always, we thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.